Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Thanks for joining me today, Heather. Of course. Um, so I kind of put a feeler out there for uh, what kind of topics, you know, ladies were interested in. And I got a lot that wanted to talk about godly friendships. I know it's very important. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we can leave it at, yeah, it's important. And then it's never discussed, never said why. Uh, And we have to make sure they are actually truly godly. I know, you know, Mm -hmm. just like everyone, we can put on the the t-shirt, you know, what would Jesus do? We got, you know, the keychain, make heaven crowded and you've never won a single soul in your life. Right. And so, you know, we can always put on that blessed hat, right? And you don't give. Right. So, you know, we, we want to, I mean, it, it's just, it's just out there. You it's, see it all the time, yeah. right? So no, like, for sure. you want to make sure the people you're hanging around around are really godly. Yes. And there's, cause it, it's a fact. It's like, there's a difference. And I know, you know, I, I've asked you some questions like when you got saved and we'll kind of talk about that because you weren't raised how you live now and how you raise your kids, right? Right. You weren't in that. You, you said what? You were raised? I was born and raised Catholic. Catholic. Baptized Catholic. Went to Catholic school up until eighth grade. Okay. So that was my background. That was kind of what, what you saw. It was yeah. like God's real. Mm-hmm. Go to church. Go to go to church to, go to do to your duty afterwards. because yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. that's what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then right, go to yeah. breakfast <laughs> afterwards, and yep. then that's your Sunday. Right, like we accomplished. And you just feel you know it's like yeah, check. you check the box mm-hmm. off. Yeah. And then what? So so, who did you meet? How did you get saved? Like you know, how did you get in that direction of where you are now? So where we were living in our neighborhood, we had a neighbor who attended his tabernacle back in upstate New York. Okay. And um, she invited my mom and my dad and just kind of told us about a church and that there was this youth group and that we should kind of check it out. So it um, ended up, we went... Um, I remember the first time I went, I was like glued to my dad because I was the daddy's girl. I was like, what the heck is going on? Because I mean, like in a good way or like I'm weirded out or a little bit of everything. Like, yeah, I like it, but not sure why. (laughs) Yeah, basically, because I mean, it was something that I've never seen. I mean, the most we would do in Catholic school Say our Hail Marys, our our fathers, kneel, do the hand signal, and that was it. So when I saw like people falling out or people people speaking in other languages, and I'm like, what is what is happening? But um, I remember my parents liked it. It was um, something that they needed, and uh, they continued to just bring us. And uh, I remember. It was uh, not long after I uh, met Cody and Chad Spencer, and we kind of. So, just, how, how old are you at this point? That I you've was. Met them? It was at the end of eighth grade, so I was still okay. in Catholic school. Okay. And uh, we started to adventure to this Pentecostal non-denominational church, and it was the complete polar opposite of what I was raised in. And um, I remember we continued to go and we got really close with the pastors of the church and their family. And, uh, we just felt it was a fit. Like that's something that we were missing and it just felt good. It felt like something real, not just a a show. So had you, 
gone forward for salvation at this point or are you just going to church? So I went, but I got saved quickly after. I mean, right in um, youth group, like a few weeks after, I just felt the urge went up, said the salvation was doing good. Um, how, and how old are you at this point? Ninth? Still, oh, it was eighth, eighth grade. grade. Yeah, okay. it was because it was the summer. So like, okay. it was the end of eighth Beginning grade. Beginning teenage in, years. Yeah, basically. Okay. So I was 13 because I was 13, um, I turned 13 in August. So um, I was 13 years old and uh, got saved, was doing all the things, um, started going to- (laughs) All the things. (laughs) Yes, started going to public school because we didn't really have a good Christian private school back where I was from. So it was either Catholic school or public school. So I remember my parents didn't want to put me into the Catholic high school, obviously. So I enrolled into the public school in our town. And uh, that's where things started to, you know, rock the boat because I had everything else at in that was just kind of coming at me with different peer pressures or sure. different things of the normal teenage years of yeah. what to do and uh that's where I kind of was roller coaster yeah so you know because I'll have a lot of uh teenage girls uh watching this podcast and stuff so here you are you're newly saved mm-hmm. You you want you want to do what's right. You mm-hmm. wanna and I mean like even growing up in Catholicism, you want to do what's right yeah. anyway. That's kind of like their you know. Oh yeah, you right, still knew the right the deeds and the wrong. Are right, mm-hmm. the wrong, whatever. Yeah. But now it's different. Uh, you've learned about Jesus as your savior, and you you're, you got plugged into a great church. And but now you have the pressures and the temptations of the world, mm-hmm. and. Probably your foundation was being built on the word of God, but obviously not as strong as it is exactly is now. Right. So, you know, with with other teenage girls watching, um, kind of kind of lay it out for them how, you know, when you went when you were in school, how it was with the type of friends like you look back and you obviously are like, uh, <laughs> yes, I should well, not have I hung thinking? out with them. <laughs> Yes. You know, yes. And what what are things, you know, that are watching now that could be in their situation that are in school that's like, well, how do I handle this differently? What what would you have done? Like the you now looking back, Mm -hmm. um, what 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 do you think? So I think understanding really, I think what I struggled was my confidence and like my true identity of who I was, because I was in the popular crowd the ones that, you know, everybody wanted to be friends with. And I allowed that to give me my satisfaction and kind of like my worth. And they were the ones, you know, partied and drinking and, you know, sleeping around. And if we're being real. And uh, I remember keeping it. (laughs) No, that's keeping it casual. Yeah. But keeping it real at the same time. Yes. Right. So, um, Thumbs up from the producer in the back. <laughs> so, I mean, I now when I I mean, I have an almost 12 year old daughter and I have learned that to understand your worth and your identity is is the key, especially when you're going through that adolescent ages with sure. all the stuff, even if you're homeschooled or even if you're if you yeah. grow up in a Christian solid background, like you still have to understand that revelation of who I am and who God says I am and where I can get my worth because that's something that 
I struggled with growing up, I've always wanted to have like that satisfaction. And that's where I know that I struggled because I wanted to find my worth in who I was friends with or the best party that's going on this weekend or the boyfriends. I always felt like I had to have a boyfriend and then sleeping around and stuff like that. That's where I found my worth. And I know now that that's what opened that door for the enemy to creep in for me to like you know I would be good I'd be you know you get that oh I'm on fire you get that like that youth group yeah exactly during the week uh and then you're like I'm good mm -hmm. and And then Friday rolls around and you get invited uh yeah exactly (laughs) so you know that's that's what would happen with me it was I, I would play church or I would be like super on fire I'd get a touch from God, and then I'd be like, okay, this is it. I'm going to actually do what I need to do. I know what I need to do. The Holy Spirit continues to check me in what I need to do. And then I'd be like, well, you know, just one more time. Right, it's not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just casual drinking or Mm -hmm. casual hanging out. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, it, it, it always can lead to something else. Exactly. You know, people... Uh, I'm not going to like veer off on this, but when it comes to like drinking, people always, um, you know, they they want so badly for it to be like, not that they want it to be badly, but they're like, you know, drinking is a sin. Well, actually, technically, it, drinking is not a sin. I know I probably just threw some people for a mm-hmm. loop and I know I'm going to get hate messages because yeah. this usually happens every time <laughs> you say this. Um, but from real scripture it's not it's it's being drunk exactly being drunk being Mm -hmm. drunk it constantly says being drunk but here's the thing i always tell people and and young people it's like why do you want to get to that line Mm -hmm. because everyone's different when you take a drink right Mm -hmm. like you know it, it could be like Three drinks for me, get me drunk, you know, your body size, probably like, you know, a sip, like one drink. So it's like, since we don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, what limit is for everybody, why even, you know, one look that Mm -hmm. way, you know, the Bible says that like, you know, kings don't, they're they're not, they're not, they're not there drinking, they're not out, you know, and I always look at us as royalty that's what the bible Mm -hmm. says you know we're part of a different kingdom so for me like even leadership i'm like why 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 even have that look of Mm -hmm. the world and then when it comes to being drunk you don't know the line so you you got around these people Mm -hmm. you'd have parties and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then but you're you're trying to live for the lord on sunday and whatever youth group night thursday (laughs) night wednesday night um you know and then the rest of the time you're with Kids, were any of them claiming to be like Christians or you weren't there yet for the godly friendships? I mean, some, yes, but we kind of were all in the same boat, whereas we'd go to church together, we'd have like our crew, but then we all went to the same schools and then we would still all go to the same parties and then we'd be back on Sunday morning all together and we just kind of had that mindset of, oh, I'm okay. Because that's what can happen. Like you think, okay, well, I did this. But- or like it's not going to happen to me, right? <laughs> right, exactly. It's kind of like you oh, see yeah. it in the movies. You're like, oh, well, that like 
one night stand, you know, mm-hmm. you don't get pregnant that fast. Right. You, know, you just always like think like, oh, well, that's not going to happen to me. Right. I'm not going to be put in that situation. Yeah. You could turn yourself to be invincible. Like right. that won't happen. It'll happen to that person, but it, right. it can't ever happen. It can't to happen right. to me. I'm careful. Right. I'm, I'm guarded. I'm careful. Right. But in fact, it did. It did happen to you. It did happen. To so me. you got pregnant at 19. 19. Yeah. And that's, that's Alina. Yes. That's Alina. <laughs> and, um, so what from that moment, did anything change? Like you got pregnant at 19. Um, did anything spark a difference? Like, I'm sure you were surprised, like Very. shocked. I mm-hmm. mean, like as surprised as you can be. <laughs> right. Because, you know, <laughs> yes, the deed, you yes. know, everyone knows how that happens. And side note, I love how everybody, and I'm probably going to get hate mail for this too, but ladies are always like, God had other plans when they find out they're pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to look you in the camera right now and tell you that, uh, (laughs) yes, God's plan was that when two people have sex, it is a possibility, a great possibility that you will have a baby. So that's how it happens. Just in case you didn't know. (laughs) Okay. We're back. We're back. Clear that one out. Just, I just want to clear it out (laughs) because I get it all the time. Right. I get you know, they find out they're pregnant and they're like, well, God had other plans. And I'm like, mm, mm, no, yeah, well, from the beginning <laughs> of time and creation, happens, right? <laughs> um, yes, he did say uh, when you have sex, that's <laughs> how it works. Right. So anyway, yes. just, <laughs> that just clear in the air there for everybody who feels like God had other plans for their life. It's like, you know, you're only pregnant because you had sex. Right. I'm just saying that again. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Um, so you're 19, Mm -hmm. you found out you're pregnant. Yes. Now what? Yes. Um, I mean, (laughs) there was a lot of emotions that went through that because Alina's dad, um, and I, we weren't together. Uh, Oh, you weren't when you found this out? No. Okay. You've already gone different ways. We were, yeah. Our relationship was not a great one. Um, lots of just... It was just messy. So From the beginning. Yeah, pretty much. So um, met him at a party. Should have, you know, that's another thing. Should have known better, but, you know. You not, just not, a <laughs> not a godly friend. Not a godly friend. Not a godly relationship. <laughs> so I remember I was like, no, this, this can't be. Uh, I remember I was still living at my dad's house, and uh, I took the test, and I was shocked. I honestly had no idea what to do in that moment but never ever once did like I'm gonna just have an abortion to fix my mistake come up because I had still the Holy Spirit to check me that that's not okay so I just knew like well you did the deed so now you're going to have to (laughs) pay the price (laughs) and uh, I know that my life was going to be drastically different from this moment on when I found out. Um, I didn't know what the father, Alina's dad, was going to do or say. And I just kind of made up in my mind that it is what it is. And I'm going to be a mom. And I'm going to have to take care of another human and just grow up real fast. Yes. That just have to do what I had to do, basically. Um, So at this moment... Did you have any, like, I need to change, I need to, like, change my life now at this point? Like, are you still kind of... No, I wish I could have said yes, but no, I was... Nope. I was still... She's a uh, hard-headed little girl over here. I was still just (laughs) stupid, to be honest with you. I was stupid. (laughs) Um, I 
still had that struggle of my worth and finding my worth in other people. Yeah. And uh, even though our relationship was extremely messy, I still pursued and was like, no, like we need to be together. This is, we're having a baby. And uh, he was not with it. (laughs) Um, So for the most part, my pregnancy, I was alone. I mean, I I still went to church. I was still going to church on Sunday, even though I felt like garbage from it. Probably felt shame Mm -hmm. and everyone's staring at me. Everyone's talking about me. Yeah. Because unfortunately, that's how some people (laughs) still are. Yes. So um, I still went to church, but um, I remember I told my parents and uh, they were supportive. But I remember my dad telling me your life, like you skipped your 20s and are going right to your 30s. I remember him telling me that, sitting me down and just kind of being raw with me. Yeah. And um, like now it's time to completely grow up. Yes. Because it's not just you, you're... Right. Fending for anymore. Right. So um, I I had to do what I had to do. So, I mean, I had two jobs and I was working and I was still living at my dad's to just for him to help me. So I didn't have also the other stuff with the bills and everything with living on my own and then also having a baby. But um, I still pursued and uh, Alina's dad and I, I mean, he was at the hospital when Alina was born but then more stuff was aired out after she was born. And then I just kind of <laughs> finally like got hit in the head was like, right. you need to know, like ah, you need to, right. uh, you need to cut this off. Yeah. So I did. And, um, I cut him out and then still struggling, had found another guy to, you know, just fill in the place. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yeah. So someone, but this was before Zach. Yes. So because he, I met him at my job. It was like Alina's dad, this then guy, an, mm-hmm. then Zach came mm-hmm. along. Yes. But Zach came along once you were saved, saved for and a while. Yes. Like changed. Yes. Completely. Yeah. So you got with this guy, obviously mm-hmm. no good because he's no longer existent. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Nor good. did I ever hear about him. <laughs> <laughs> no good. Um, we moved in together. Got an apartment together uh, when Alina was a baby. Still not a good relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Silly other. Um, Just, you know, he was a dealer, so I just... Like car dealer? No. (laughs) (laughs) Wish I could say that. Is he really good at blackjack? (laughs) No, he did that, you know, marry Joanna. (laughs) Oh, uh, Mary Jane. Kind of, yeah, Mary Jane. That kind of dealer. <laughs> never good. Never good. So, got into that. I mean, I was already into that prior. However, it was just, you know, it was in my house. And I I think at this point, I was just numb because I just was not thinking. I mean, I had full physical custody of Alina. She was a baby. And here I am with this other guy who is um, selling weed out of our apartment and bringing it into the house. And I just said, not a care. Like, no, nothing. Just. I think that's like a really good point you just made when you said, like, I was numb at this point. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of Christians can get into 
that state of being numb mm-hmm. because you get numb where you don't do anything about it. You know, I, I, I find that with a lot of Christians when it comes to just anything, when they're trying to overcome a, a pain, a, a problem in their life, uh, you know, they're getting through a healing, they're believing for a healing, they've, you know, whatever situation that's going on in their life, it's almost like they become numb to any any situation, whether it's great or, you know, great mm-hmm. or small, that they get to the place where they're just okay with it. It's almost like it is what it is. I kind of got myself in this situation. Um, I, you know, I, I, I guess I'll get out. Uh, I'm okay. I don't, you know what I mean? I got so many other things on my list of life that I'm not, gonna try to get out of it right now things are good don't rock the boat Mm -hmm. even though they weren't good right you know in that moment it he's probably making money Mm -hmm. your kids supported right you you aren't fully happy but you're like "Eh, like who cares right i'm kind of happy but not happy you know what i mean you gotta get in that like gray area yes and so you're numb and i i feel like i feel like that's how a lot of people are in their Christian walk. Mm-hmm. They just go through life. They're numb. They don't have a fight in their eyes. They don't have a, I want a way out. I I want to learn more about what the Bible says about my situation. I'd rather just kind of coast right. mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And that's kind of like where you were. You yes. were in this second relationship. You have a baby at you, you had her at 20 by the time you had her, right? You were yeah, I had pregnant just, 19, I had just, just turned, turned 20. 20. Mm-hmm. You're not with her dad. You're, you know, dating a blackjack dealer, quote unquote, <laughs> marijuana yes. is what he was actually. And so this is, this is where you are. Yeah. Are you still going to church at this? Yes. Yeah. Still going. So, it, you <laughs> know, it, it just, it goes to show you because so many people will call themselves Christians mm-hmm. or I'm doing this, but yet here you are living in this situation, going through, you know, and obviously, you know, the Lord has turned all the, the whole entire situation around. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we love Alina. Alina's Maddie's best friend. You know, you're, you're now married and we'll get to that point, living a wonderful life, two more wonderful children. And, you know, he took what looked like a bad situation or like a no way out, like your life is over, <laughs> yeah. you know, and has made it good. But you also changed along the way. Yeah, I think people are waiting for God to change them when he's saying, listen, I'm here the whole time. I've, I've given you revelation of the word. I've given, you know, you're going to a church, but we have to do our part. Oh, yeah. Right? Like it was sure. a responsibility. It wasn't God putting you through all of this. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> but people will think that. Oh, no, I You're know. putting me through a reason. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get stronger and better out of this situation. Yeah. Whatever crazy thoughts people have. When he's saying, no, listen, like I'm here waiting on you mm-hmm. to take responsibility. I'm waiting on you to step it up, you know, and I'm here to answer your prayer. I'm here to give you a good life. I'm a good father. Um, so now you're in this situation with this guy and you're going to church. Yes. Are you part of youth group at this time? No, I'm just going no, on Sunday. Just going on Sundays. Yep. You're doing your check. <laughs> just like you were before. Yes. You're checking off, checking off the list. So what, what was the turning point in your life? What got like, um, when did you say, okay, this isn't working out, 
for me anymore. <laughs> yeah. I need a change. I need something different. Then what? I mean, I think I was just really realizing, like, I have a baby, a little girl, and if I don't do something, I'm going to set her up for failure yeah. in life because her life was my responsibility yeah. and I had to do what I needed to do in order to give her a good life where she can understand a godly home, a godly relationship and just... And you're thinking this before you've made a complete change. You're just yeah. thinking like, I want to give her more. Mm -hmm. There has to be more. Yeah. Okay. Because I just, I mean, I was working two jobs. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I was supporting her by myself, really. I mean, I had my boyfriend at the time, but I mean, we would split bills, stuff like that. But her responsibility at the end of the day, it fell on me. Yeah. So right. I just Because he could walk away. He's not right. even the dad. Right. So. Mm -hmm. so I just knew that I had to... I had to do something because this is not how I wanted her to grow up. Right. And it'd be my fault. <laughs> yeah. Really. So, so really that moment for you with Alina was like, okay, I've got to get out of this numb mm -hmm. coast through life situation. Yeah. Her dad's not around. The boyfriend's there, but not there. And then you go to church on Sunday and you have to make a change. Right. So and what I, what was your change? So what got you the getting into the being around the right people, pressing in, you know, right. going after the things of God, learning what the word of God says about your identity in Christ. That's one of the main things I try to teach our kids mm -hmm. um, besides like loving the heck out of them, because right. if you love the heck out of them, they're not going to go search for somewhere else. For yeah. somewhere else. Definitely. You know what I mean? Maddie's not going to try to go get approval. Brooklyn's not going to go get approval from some bozo right. off the you know street corner right. because dad and, and I haven't done that. Right. But also the, the next important thing is I always try to be like, listen, you need to know what the voice of God sounds like and like your worth. Like you mm -hmm. said, your identity in Christ matters. It does. Because that is all the confidence mm -hmm. you need. You know, because not everybody comes from a great upbringing not everyone has a family parents together right you know then you you came from parents that they ended up getting up. divorced yeah so like mm -hmm. not everybody comes from this the standard typical right. like mom and dad mm -hmm. are the same from beginning yeah, to end exactly. you know what I mean yeah and so but then that's the great thing about the word of God right to help us change so we don't have to go continue to go through it and then when we have kids we can stop them from making the same right. mistakes. Yeah. So like now you've got three kids and you could be like, listen, let me lead you and guide you. You don't have to tell them everything. Right. You, know, you don't have to tell them all, all your mistakes. It's not like you have to sit down and have a powwow with your kids and give them all your dark deep right. secrets. But you're able to take them and like, let me make this a little adjustment here. Mm -hmm. Let me let me lead you and guide you and give you wisdom. You know, so you, you've seen, seen it before. Right. And even for parents who maybe didn't go through something like you do, that's the great thing about the wisdom of the word of God. Because I feel like sometimes people feel like, if, if I haven't gone through something, how can I lead somebody right. through it? That is mm -hmm. a thing out there. Yeah. Like, 
you know, you try to help someone, they're like, you don't know, you don't understand. It's like, right. well, I don't, I don't have to go through cancer right. to know that God heals or can pray for it exactly. and have authority over it. I don't have to go through a broken marriage to, you know what I mean? Like, right. he, the word of God gives us wisdom to be able to conquer those things, but he also gives us wisdom that if we have to mm-hmm. get out of it and stay out of it and lead the next generation. Oh, yeah. So now you're at this point where you're like, I'm, I'm done with this. Alina's now my main priority. Mm-hmm. And so then what were your next steps? So it was during, it was right before um, Uproar Conference of 2013. Okay. Yeah. So, oh man, that's the year Brooklyn was born. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was a baby at, at, at Uproar there. So, and Cody Spencer texted me because I was working um, at Texas Roadhouse at the time. And he invited me to just come. And I was like, well, I have to work. Like, I don't know. And then somebody ended up wanting a shift so I was like okay I'll just go he was nagging me <laughs> and uh, I decided to go so it was um, the Thursday night of the uproar and uh, everybody was up at the front of the mm-hmm. altar and I was standing there during worship and uh, I remember like the whole room pretty much was like it was just me it is what it felt like and um I remember hearing um, God specifically say, you need to either be in or out with me. But if you go out, you will end up in hell, basically. It was like just kind of like that. That was a true come to Jesus moment. (laughs) You know, people like say that saying. Yeah. It's like, but that was a true yeah. one. So like it was if just all the noise <laughs> has left when you're in a room filled with yeah. people and yeah. that's the only voice you hear, yeah. that's like a true yes. we're coming to Jesus moment. Yeah. yeah. Basically just you need to stop being lukewarm. Like you're either hot or you're cold and if you make you that choice. You don't want to be vomit anymore. <laughs> I do not no. look no. or want to smell like throw up. So I remember I was like, okay. And uh, I answered the call and uh, I rededicated my life Jesus and uh, still at that time like (laughs) when I went home I was still living with my boyfriend at the time I mean he had no idea what was getting ready to come (laughs) did you stay the whole weekend uproar just came that so I only went um I didn't go Friday night because I ended up having to work okay but I remember I was really like bummed out that I couldn't go because I couldn't give my shift away and I remember it was like something so silly but like I remember I took a picture of it that at the end I was doing my cash out for all my tables and someone had given me a bill that said like just trust God all things are possible that like was written on it and I was like okay whether this is a sign or not like it was just kind of that I hope they tipped you too no yeah they did okay I hate when Christians do that. Yeah, cheap people. Do not leave just a Jesus loves you note with no money. No, it was written on the actual dollar bill. You are a bad representation (laughs) of a Christian if you do that. Just letting you know. You have done that. (laughs) Go back to all the waitresses that you have stiffed and give them money right now. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) That like, yeah, bothers me so much. So I I went Saturday night, which was the last night. And uh, I remember, like, I had another moment with God and him talking to me and just was like, now you have to make the choices. You know what you have to do. And I knew the first thing was I had to break up with my boyfriend at the time and 
kick him out of my house because <laughs> luckily I had everything. Like it was my it was apartment. Everything was in my name. It was all my furniture, all that stuff. So I remember I got home. Wow. Yeah. How'd that go? <laughs> yeah. He had no idea what he was oh. getting ready to, you know, because we were fine. Like, you know, like right. he was like, yeah, have fun at your church event. Like, see you when you get home. And little uh, did he know. <laughs> little did he know. About to hit the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I remember I kind of just sat him down and he just like laughed and like thought I was kidding. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 I, I'm being serious. Like, I can't do this. Like, I know God has more from me in my life and you're not it, <laughs> basically. And uh, he kind of just looked at me, got mad, finally like left. And then I remember like uh, the last like the two weeks he he showed up at my house every day and was just like to get back with you yeah just like begging and i was like no so uh i dealt with that for two weeks that's of him good just that you stayed strong because yeah. up until that point you were still like right so you know, i right knew i knew it was like the moment like that got what i had with god it was the strength like for sure because right. any other he time i would have been floppy and was like okay it's fine like just come back right do you want to know jesus <laughs> Let me French kiss you into heaven, okay? <laughs> so, um, so he finally like got the hint of that I was not going to get back with him, and uh, I ended up just kind of sitting down and was like, "Okay, Lord, well, I just kicked out what you told me to do, and uh, he paid for half of the stuff." So, like, all of that started rushing in. And sure. Um, I was like, I don't know what isn't I'm going to do. Isn't <laughs> it funny that as soon as you make, like, a, a step in the right like, a faith-filled step, you mm-hmm. know, like, Lord, I don't, like, I I know you, but I, I haven't really gotten to know you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm listening to your voice, and I'm making this step that as soon as you do something big like that, Thoughts come, uh-huh. fear comes, mm-hmm. and it like immediately tries to take yeah, over. Like reality tries like, to step back in. What did you do? Mm-hmm. You were fine. Can't? How about this? Like, can't you just go to church? He was okay with it. Like, right. why is it? You know, maybe you should bring him. Maybe you should get him sick. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, all those thoughts that are right. like, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. I w- I was good. Right. But but really, when you start getting on fire for the Lord, that numbness becomes more like an irritation yeah like cruise control not moving fast enough all that stuff becomes an irritation to my spirit nowadays yeah. i'm just like listen you know move out of the way or because this is what god's called us to do called me to do right. like you're just gonna have to step aside you know <laughs> and so you got to that point where you were like i'm making this big step And now, Lord, you're going to have to help me. Right. And then so what happened next? So, I mean, he did because everything, I mean, I had alcohol. I knew, like, I dumped everything. So Um, you stopped drinking from that time. Stopped drinking. Completely stopped smoking. Playing cards. Which that to me, like, I knew that was God because I became so numb of the fact that I relied on it. People say like, oh, you can't get addicted to smoking weed. But I physically like, wouldn't be able to eat unless I smoked. Like that's where I was at in my life where I like had. Like you'd have to smoke before eating? Mm-hmm. To get like, you know, the munchies to eat. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call it. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like sheltered no. or anything. <laughs> 
but that's what I had to do because <laughs> I wouldn't have an appetite. <laughs> so, oh, is that what they're called? Uh, yeah. What are those brownies? <laughs> they taste really good. I'm yeah. really hungry after I had them. So, <laughs> I completely stopped doing all of that. And I mean, I remember the first time I ate and I was like, that was like, even though it was so little to like what other people, but it was like a big deal for me because I mean, I had been doing it almost a full year, just every single day, morning, like just it was just routine. It mm-hmm. was just normal. Yeah. So I remember that happened, stopped doing all that. And then out of the blue, I got a text because Corinne Spencer also got um, saved and radically changed at uproar at Good, the same because time. <laughs> I love you, Corinne, but you annoyed the you. heck out of me. <laughs> I, I seriously was like, get away from me. She's going to be like, oh. no, I've told her this already. Because so, I ended up helping her and mentoring her when yes. she moved to Florida. Because, but anyway, yeah. but but when she was not right, right, I was like, girl, you better get right. Because yes. you are annoying me right yes. now. So she was like, you know, I, I'll move in with you. And I'll help you with so Alina. she's changing her life. Mm-hmm. And you're changing your right. life. And she decides she wants to move in with me and help me, like, raise Alina and pay I love that. everything. I love that two people that are, like, we're turning over a new leaf. And I'm sure that was helpful. Oh, it was. Because we were able to kind of. you about it. Mm-hmm, yeah. We were able. I mean, there were times, like, if she needed something, like, I was there or vice versa. Yeah. I mean, we did devotions together. We fasted together. We had, like meetings at our house with a bunch of other like young adult people that would read the bible or kind of like so we did that and her and I like I mean to this day we're still super close ended up marrying her cousin mind blown (laughs) but um oh I love Corinne yes so Corinne I mean she her and I she played a big a big role in my life and really with even Alina in the first stages of me rededicating and helping like raise Alina because she was still a baby. Yeah. So, so you got rid of the past. Mm-hmm. You got rid of the ungodly friendships. Yes. You got rid of what was numbing you to the Lord, what was bringing you backwards, which was pulling you down into, you know, like you said, the voice of God said, listen, it's either you're going to go to hell mm-hmm. or you can choose to follow me. Right. So you're now choosing to follow the Lord and fast forward to now the life you have now. So yeah. you met Zach. Yep. So I met Zach and uh, I remember praying about it and the Lord was um, told me that that was my husband that he had for me. And uh, we got married and um, we ended up having two more children, a little boy and a little girl. And uh, I kind of got to realize and understand that because of the choices that I or the sacrifice I made of being able to do what God told me to do, I ended up getting a life better than I would have ever thought or imagined. Yeah, yeah really. because where you are now, you moved to Florida, you like Florida. Yes, I love Florida. <laughs> and, you know, Zach's with the ministry, you're with the ministry. Um You've, you've helped launch the new church and, it, you know, all the different things, the new businesses that you guys have. Mm-hmm. Um, 
isn't what you really foresaw no. back then. Not at all. So it's a great <laughs> it's a great way to say like the Lord it does exceedingly above oh, yeah. all that we can, you know, For think sure. and imagine what we say because we we have a limited mind. Mm-hmm. You know, we we think we know the greatest things in our mind right. or we think we've seen the greatest things. But his his ways and what he has for us is far greater. Oh yeah, for sure. So now you're you're getting to homeschool. You're getting to be with your kids. Mm-hmm. You're you're getting to raise them the way you want to raise them. Right. Right. You get to see them love the Lord. Yeah. Uh, Aiden sings a spirit of faith every time <laughs> we're taking up offering in kids class. Yeah. He starts it off. He's yes. the leader of the group. Yes. And um, so it you know it it changed when you said yes mm-hmm. you cut off you you have to completely cut off the old right? right which i did you can't have anything attached to it nope not a little string not a nope. rope not a leash nope. nothing right I, yeah i so mean people that are watching mm-hmm. could could be in your same situation or on the borderline of that or they're just like okay they 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 may not be in your position as far as like they haven't had a kid you know or anything like that but right. they're hanging with there's actually a great verse and then I'm going to read it correctly. Um, I always think of Amos 3.3. 3, and it says, do two walk together unless they have agreed to meet? So it's almost like you you could be linked with somebody. One person's going one way. One person's going the other. And it it's an intense struggle. Oh, yeah. And so we have to take our friendships um, very seriously. And, that, and that's one thing I, I tell the kids and I know you tell your kids mm-hmm. too because we're all on the same page with that is you have to take it extremely serious yeah right like mm-hmm. we're no, we don't even like you know and, and the thing is you know parents like my kids are a light in the darkness my kids are the, yes they they're gonna lead mm-hmm. they're gonna lead plenty of people to the Lord and my kids already have done that people they've met neighbors down the street you know brooklyn's already like got someone hooked on brought the devotional she took up an offering and a <laughs> whole bunch of other stuff but you know it, it it's in her so yeah, uh-huh. you let it go yeah um but you you get that instilled in them and they won't want a taste for the other exactly um i'll have i don't have my Oh, my Bible's in my backpack, but there's a verse I have circled in Proverbs and I'll have to uh, look it up. But, you know, anyone who's looking up in Proverbs can find it. But it's like, (laughs) it's like, how do you, it it literally questions it in Proverbs. It's like, how do you keep, um, I forget if they say the young or your child or whatever pure. It was, it's simply like, keep them in the word of God. Like, Mm -hmm. it's really that basic. How can we keep our kids you know, in a godly friendship and they're going to come across unsafe people. Yeah. It's not that we are no, because right. we're here yeah, to be exactly. a witness. We're here. Mm-hmm. But I feel like some parents use that as like, oh yeah, I'm going to throw my kid to that kid. And, and, and I will say that like 98% of the time it ends up flip flopping. Oh, for sure. The other kid mm-hmm. ends up pulling and swaying them. The, mm-hmm. the the other child down mm-hmm. it you know because we love to say the verse train up a child in the way they should go and they, they won't should, depart right. but we have to realize this is training time yeah this is training season season meaning all four quarters for many years right you know summer winter fall yeah. it is training season it's not just one one quarter and you let them go yeah this is the time it. to train them mm-hmm. and so yeah 
they might have people, especially when you go to public school, that you know don't talk right, don't live right, but you don't let them go over their house right. and spend unlimited hours doing God knows what. You're like looking for destruction among your child. Oh yeah, I mean kids are like sponges. And anything they're going to get around, they're going to absorb Absolutely. whatever they have. I mean, Absolutely. Your husband always says, like, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And that's something that I remember when I first heard that. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's something that people need to really actually take serious because they just think, well, like you said, I'm being the light. I'm going to witness to them. Sure. and But they don't realize I mean, what you put your... That you have to you have to guard them in right. their godly relationships. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, even other godly kids. Yeah. They might be allowed to do, you know, other Christian families. They might be allowed to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, I did this um, uh, podcast a few weeks ago with Jenna on protecting your kids. Mm-hmm. And you have to really take it serious that even other Christian families, it's not bad that they might do something different. But if it gives you a red flag in your spirit, man, for your family, right. then you have to be big enough to be okay with making a decision. You right. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. sometimes parents cave because they're like, oh, you know, my kids, you know, Maddie has no social media apps. Mm-hmm. And she'll ask from time to time, not for Instagram and stuff, some other ones. Um, what's the one that you always like take a picture when it tells you to take a picture? Be real. Okay, so, you know, and I looked into it and it's not a a terrible app and you can just have your friends in there, but there is a place, I think it's called like community on it or something like that, right? Alex, come Come on. on. You are the young one. You had it at one point. You're the youngest one in the group and you can't even help me out. But there's a thing on there that's called like community. So it's kind of like an Instagram where it's like everybody's stuff. So they have access, yeah. So it's not that, you know, people would have, so this is it. It's not that people would have access to Maddie's account because she'd be private, right? She could only have her friends. But she could could have access to that community. Now, of course I trust Maddie. And of course she's a good girl. But why dangle the carrot exactly. in front of the rabbit's face mm-hmm. and be like, you could be in bed one night looking at Sheen, which she does. Last night I walked in to give her a kiss and she had a few more minutes left on her device and she was looking at Sheen. You know, those $2 jeans get you every time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm not going to complain because I don't care who makes them. I've had people that's like, you buy Sheen? Like, what if it's a little Chinese kid, you know? Come on. We're paying legit for it. And, um, you know, I appreciate it. Working hard. Work yeah. harder than better Americans. So uh, <laughs> just just going out on a limb there. I still bought Wayfair when they thought kids were coming in cabinets. Yeah. No one came in my cabinet. Nope. So I was good. That's true. <laughs> the people were like that. They're yeah. like, you bought from Wayfair? I was like, yeah, I bought from Wayfair. There was no proof that kids were in cabinets. It's Photoshop. <laughs> Proof, pick, pick, or it didn't happen, okay? And I didn't have any in mind. So, you know, if she wants $2 jeans, then if it gets ruined, I don't care. Right. Maddie is good. But why buy, I mean, why why put that in front of her where she could be like one second and be real, send it a message to her friend. And, and I tell her, I said, Madeline, it's not like you're never going to have it. 
Matt, my kids do not live a sheltered life. Right. It's not that she's ever going to not, you know, not have these things. But for me, it's all in. We're taking our time. We're doing it in steps. There mm-hmm. are age appropriate times. Right. And as I'm watching you and as I'm seeing you live your life and your responsibility with the Lord, you know, things like that happen. I'm not going to just be like, oh, you're 13. Let me just throw everything Here, you. can you. have whatever uh-huh. your friends have uh, right. because that is, I'm the wrong mom. Right. I'm the one that's like, if you're going to push me in one direction, I'm, gonna go the other I'm way. going the other way. Exactly. So I, that does not move me. Right. And Maddie's been very good. She doesn't cry, beg. I will appreciate she's a fantastic girl in the point of um, she's always just taken my word for it. Mm-hmm. But I've I've cultivated that relationship yeah. with her. I've talked to her. I've told her why. I've said the same things. I'm always like, Maddie, it's not that you're never going to see a movie with that rating. Just not right now. Mm-hmm. There comes a time for certain things. Right. You know what I mean? Or it's not that you're never going to hear bad words, Maddie. It's just I'm not going to put that in front of you right now mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. that particular movie. You know, So you have to live that guarded life to cultivate the godly friends and use your spirit man on that. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal with parents. Yes. So, um, you know, people that are watching that have seen what is such a fantastic testimony because I've, I've gotten to hear it fully now, but just to see where you are now goes to show you that when you make that switch, even though it wasn't easy, right. even though all the thoughts came, mm-hmm. you're not just, I'm kicking my boyfriend out. You're, I'm also now here with an infant, mm-hmm. you know, and and then you made the change of having the godly friends and then now look what each step of obedience has gotten you to. Right. Even when you're like, I, I really feel like people have to get to this point, like I'd rather be alone and friendless mm-hmm. than doing the wrong thing and living the wrong way. Yeah, right. Because technically when you, when you're you're serving the Lord, you're not really alone. Right. But people have a hard time being alone with themselves. They don't like themselves or their thoughts overtake them. Right. But all of that switches when you understand your identity in Christ. Exactly. When you spend time in his presence. Mm -hmm. And so there's no age limit on that. Right. Kids should be spending time in his presence. Kids should be praying. Adults, all of us, it's not like an age. When you get to 18, now you can do a certain set of devotions. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you get to 25, uh, now you can pray for 30 minutes. Right. Because you've graduated from a 10 minute prayer. Right. You know, I, I f- really feel like people put categories on stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, I, I, like, honestly, I think being a- alone technically and not having the wrong friends. Is I mean, better yeah. than, than that than, really set me up than having the wrong ones. Being I didn't a- really have a choice. I mean, I made that choice. I was I was going to church on Sundays when I was there, but I wasn't mingling or having conversation with anybody because right. you're like in and out. Yeah, just did my check. Pretty mark. much the same thing you did when you were living, you know, yeah, at Catholic church. It right, was like I'm doing my duty. Right, exactly. It made That's me it. feel a little bit better. Right. So when I had to literally cut off everybody and half of them were people I worked with and I was still going back to work and I still had to face them I did and they were mad and they were like oh you just think you're better than us and because I wouldn't go out with them and have drinks like we used to every single Friday night or Saturday night and um um, I mean I dealt with all of that and uh I remember just kind of sitting in my room and 
like, okay, Lord, like this, it's it. <laughs> I'm gone too far. Like this is, I'm, I'm in it like for the long run. And, uh, those moments, I mean, really like shaped and molded me and really helped my identity, which is something that I struggled with for as long as I can remember as a young girl and the attention that guys would show me and being in like the popular crowd and having all of that. I mean, I struggled with the identity and being in that alone time and kind of just forced of not having those friends until God brought them to me. It really, and it almost like quieted. Mm Mm-hmm. It quieted your life where you could hear the right voice. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think like people get in that. I, I can't, I can't, it's like FOMO. They, they, they have the fear of missing out yeah. on whatever's going on uh-huh. when it, when he's like, listen, I'm, I'm not yelling at you. Right. Uh, the Lord just talks to us, you know, and then, and then we can hear his voice. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to get into it on this podcast, but I dealt with, Similar things, mm-hmm. wrong friend choices, mm-hmm. wrong friend choices. Um, but there were times in my life where I distinctly was like, they got to get out. It's mm-hmm. got to just be me yeah. because I got to figure out what God has for my life and where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I knew he had more for me, but I couldn't hear what it was. Right. I couldn't hear what it was. And then um, to make that a whole other podcast, I will. But, you know, and then it got me to where I am now. Right. If I didn't get rid of uh, the noise, I would never have heard him tell me to stay in Virginia Beach. I would never have heard him tell me to to marry Ted. Right. And then the rest is history. Mm -hmm. So, you know, surrounding yourself with godly friends is a major thing in your life. It really is. Um but also being able to take that moment to be alone to figure out who are the right people I need mm-hmm. in my life right? to hear the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. I am glad where he's brought you. Yes, me too. And I'm glad that we've met and I'm glad I know your family and I've been able to witness and see all the good things um, God's done for you. So I thank you for being here and telling your testimony. Yeah. I know sometimes people, I, you know, I, I don't like to, dig in too deep because you know people like it, it's over it's the past but I, I I appreciate you talking about it to let people know who are watching and young girls that are you know because as we mm-hmm. grow the youth group at church you know we're gonna have to be teaching these young kids yeah you know their identity mm-hmm. who they are in Christ the right godly friendships so yeah. stuff like this helps them realize that yeah there is a redemptive story but also let me tell you so you don't have right. to do the same so thing and the same it. mistakes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So thanks yes. for being with me. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.